0: This episode is sponsored by Vision Trust. Vision Trust is an organization that provides essential support in the areas of health, education, and spiritual development to children and adolescents living in poverty around the world. Vision Trust is brimming with female role models who are investing in the next generation of women. Their love is defiant. It stands strong against all odds, and yours can too. Join us in raising up confident young women that embrace their God-given talents to create a better future for us all. Learn more at visiontrust.org forward. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real top Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Well, whether you're ready or not, it is December. 2023 has but a few weeks left, which might be incredibly comforting to you, or maybe you're going to do your best to savor the rest of this year. I know for me, when Thanksgiving dinner is all cleaned up and we all take that big, deep breath, it is officially Christmas time. Granted, I've been playing Christmas music since November 1st, and do not come for me about that. There's just something so calming and resetting and life-giving about this season. I can't think of a year of my life where I wasn't itching to get Christmas started and then literally crying as I watch all the decorations come down at the end of Christmas, It's just such a powerful time that means so much to everyone. And it's something that has the capability to unite in ways that other methods can't even touch. To wrap up the 2023 season of Work, Love, Pray, we wanted to bring back one of our favorite guests to speak about Christmas and what it means to her. Dr. Nicole Martin, Chief Impact Officer at Christianity Today, is one of our favorite people to share with our forward community. Because we have never had an interaction with her in which we did not feel God speaking through her to us with the exact words and encouragement that we needed most in that time. In this episode and the next, Nicole talks about three things that make up her personal definition of Christmas and what it means to her. And by the end of our conversation, I have a feeling you will adopt one or all of her points into your personal Christmas meaning. So let's begin this festive conversation. Well, I would like to start off this entire conversation this month about what you remember or when, which, what's the first Christmas that you remember that you feel like you truly understood the meaning and the magnitude of Christ coming to earth and did that change the holiday for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, my dad was a pastor. I grew up kind of always associating um, church with Christmas, mm-hmm. which was a gift. But I think I was probably, I knew I was around 10 or so, and it was the year that uh, Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was at that time that I distinctly remember the candles with the mm-hmm. little um yeah. There was like a little paper holder to catch the wax and yeah. I remember I was old enough to hold my own candle. Oh, yeah. And we were in church singing songs holding these candles and I remember around 10 I realized this is this is special. This is mm. you know I in retrospect I recognized this is holy though yeah. I wouldn't have used those words at the time. Yeah. And it was at that time that I started realizing this is a high time to mm. remember who Jesus is. Yeah. And then fast forward, as I got older, um, I think having kids helped me to realize what mm-hmm. this is really about. Because I'm watching them unwrap yeah. their gifts. I'm like, you guys are the gift. This yeah. I can't believe God allowed us to mm-hmm. be able to parent you. So Aww. lots of good memories.
0: Yeah. How have you approached, you mentioned your children, how have you approached and celebrated Christmas with your family? And are there any special traditions that maybe you've continued or even started new ones?
1: Mm. So our family uh, tends to do the big extended family gatherings at Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, And we do more kind of um, nuclear family gatherings Mm. at Christmas. But a few years ago, we started on the Saturday after Christmas, whatever day that was, Mm -hmm. going to my aunt's house for game night. Aww. And that has been so much of a highlight that my kids can't wait to get there. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just, it's always pizza because we're turkeyed yeah. out and, you know, like <laughs> exactly <laughs> traditional dinnered out. But just playing taboo with my grandmother who is in her 90s now, mm. or, you know, playing go fish with the girls mm. or playing mm. these silly little games, the laughter, the joy, the music, the, mm. the community, that has been a tradition that we will keep Uh, until, you know, until we can't play anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that's so sweet. Now in the professional world, um, how have you addressed Christmas with your team? And I guess this answer might be Mm -hmm. a little different than others because you've, for the most part, been with Christian organizations. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as a professional, what has that looked like when you're at work and it's Christmas time?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. I have spent the majority of my career in Christian organizations or in churches, and in those contexts, when you're constantly engaged in the planning and the preparation and the making sure that everybody else has a space to worship God, it is so easy to forget to have that space yourself. Mm. Because you're doing for others and you forget to do for yourself. It's like it is too easy to get in the doing for God act that you forget to be with God. So Mm. I have found for my teams around Christmas time to be able to give them time off, time with family and Mm. permission to really be off is the best thing I can do. In the church, it's hard because in my context, we have, new, we have Christmas Eve, we have Christmas, and then we have mm. New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And that's a high holy time of worship. So most of the time they would have to be on for seven days straight. Mm-hmm. So I always found ways to say, listen, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, take a week. Or in that break between Christmas and New Year's, take time off to be with family. Mm-hmm. And emphasizing to be with family also helped the morale. Like, mm-hmm. "Oh right, I'm I'm a human being and not just a human doing." <laughs> so, that's been a way to celebrate God's gift to us means we get to be with him.
0: Yeah. What yeah. are some unique opportunities that you've had as just a Christian around mm-hmm. Christmas time to impact those around you? Ooh, that's a good question. Unique opportunities. Hmm.
1: Well, I think um, one thing that I have really appreciated around Christmas time is getting into liturgical practices. I'm from more of a, a non denominational, slash, Baptist, slash, charismatic background. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the idea of a call and response prayer is not very common. Mm-hmm. But Christmas does allow us to really get into liturgy. That's one mm-hmm. thing that, that just the reading through of the prayers. And I'll never forget, there was a moment, um, I was in seminary and I was at a Methodist church at the time. And the minister of music did a whole seminar on Christmas music and how mm-hmm. there's the edge of lament that most of the Christmas music, worship music is played in minors because there's a sense of Anticipation and longing and sorrow and, you know, a bit of mourning as opposed to deck the halls. Yeah. So I have, that has become a really important part to me. How do I engage in music and in liturgy? That helps me and those around me draw closer to Christ, and out of that comes the other things like serving a Christian uh, a Christmas meal at a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. Out of that comes um, clothing drives and um, blessing children at Christmas. But the core of that has to be a liturgical practice that gets us back into the discipline that Christmas is about waiting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's not just about the glorious gift; it is the anticipation of that gift.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's funny that you say the thing about the minor key, because yeah. personally, I, I guess, gravitate towards songs like that. And my husband yes. has joked with me, like, you like really kind of like somber songs. Like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it on purpose, but I just, I, I mean, I'm a writer, I'm creative. Mm-hmm. So I think like the, the, like you said, like kind of like the, the somber, almost yeah. dramatic feeling of music yes. like that, it, it just like speaks to me. It like draws me in. And yes. so, yeah, the more I think about it now, like my favorite, things to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like I know like a lot of people, you, you know, you throw on your Apple music playlist for Christmas and it's like, what is this like Justin Bieber song? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like I want to hear, I want to hear like the good stuff. And yeah, it's just like, I love like, and I don't usually listen to this type of music, but like Celtic Christmas music. Cause mm. it, it's still that very traditional, I guess, mm-hmm. Christmas music sound, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it is yeah. kind of a, it's a mood setting mm-hmm. and it, and you know, music does that for a lot of different things, but yeah. Yeah, that, that is very interesting to think about that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the traditional historical, you know, Christmas yes. songs that you think of, they are kind of like not super upbeat, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, they don't have to be. I no. Mean, Christmas, Christmas is a season of joy and peace yes. and all that. But it is, you know, kind of somber that the fact that yes. we needed Christ to come is because we were in, you know, sin. Absolutely. So it is something that is a little somber. To Absolutely. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, as we prepared for our recording today, I asked for you to just share some thoughts on what Christmas means to you, and you did not fail me. <laughs> you said <sent> over <laughs> three just fantastic points that we're going to start discussing today, and then we'll finish yeah. it in the next episode. And the first piece of what Christmas means to you, you said, is presents. Mm-hmm. So can you talk us through that a little bit?
1: Yes, and that is presence C-E, not presence (laughs) (laughs) T-S.
0: Yeah, so um,
1: I think one of the—not one of, but there are—this is the distinctive of our Christian faith. It is not just that uh, Christ died for us. That is the core of our faith. But the lead up to his death and his resurrection is the fact that he was born among us. The idea of Emmanuel, God with us is the one central thing that carries us through our most difficult and darkest hours. Mm -hmm. So Christmas to me does mean... Uh, resting in, acknowledging, and studying the presence of God, the nearness of God, the proximity of God. And this is a distinctive New Testament feature as well, because in the Old Testament, um, you know, God is distant. They have to cover their faces in order to seek God. Um, Moses is reminded in Exodus, no man can see God and live. There's There's this constant distance. But we turn to the birth of Jesus, and now— the presence of God is near, mm-hmm. and I think about the times when you know I've I was at my lowest moments. Just knowing that God was Emmanuel for me was enough in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I I tend to think about what does presence look like, and then going back to what I shared about, um, you know, what's the best thing we can do for others? Mm-hmm. It's to be present with them. Yeah. Like What a gift during this time when Christ came to be close to us Mm -hmm. that we would take the intentional time to be close to others, which is easier said than done, because it's not easy (laughs) being close to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly it wasn't easy for God to be close to us, and yet it's a necessary part of what it means to be a disciple.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for the start of this month's conversation with Dr. Nicole Martin. Come back in two weeks when Nicole and I conclude our chat by discussing the final two talking points of what Christmas is all about for her. And we talk about how to use the magic and peace of the season to share about God's perfect love with others. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for Real Talk Grounded in Truth.